For fear of seeming sentimental, many of us hold back expressions of warmth and thereby miss out on rich and profound friendships. We say thanks when we mean God bless you and so long when we mean I'll miss you a lot. G.K. Chesterton once said that the meanest fear is the fear of sentimentality. It brought it would add measurably to the amount of love abroad if we would be freer in declaring our affection. Jesus had a way of doing that. He said in a hundred different ways that he loved his disciples. There could have been no doubt of his affection in their minds. Why are we so reluctant to say openly that we care for another? For several reasons. There is the possibility that our overture of warmth will not be reciprocated and we will be rejected. Or even worse, especially among men, we are afraid of being laughed at for our sentimentality. There are few emotions more frightening than embarrassment and we go to great lengths to avoid even the possibility of it. But those who are loved widely are usually those who throw caution to the winds and declare their love freely. Thomas Jefferson, for instance, was a man's man, and he was more sensitive to rejection than most. At one point in his career, stung by Hamilton's victory over him in Washington, he shipped his books and furniture home to Monticello, cancelled his newspaper subscriptions, cut off his political contacts, and during the next 37 months never stirred more than 7 miles from home. Jefferson was that sensitive to ridicule. Yet, did his fear of embarrassment keep him from expressing his love when he felt it? Vaughn M. Brody, Jefferson's biographer, says, his letters to his two adult daughters, Martha and Maria, are so affectionate and so innocently seductive that they become an open window. And writing to his cherished friend John Adams in 1819, Jefferson could say such sentimental things as, Take care of your health and be assured that you are most dear to me. Although Lafayette and Jefferson corresponded prolifically, they had not seen each other in 35 years when President Monroe invited the great French general to visit America in 1824. Lafayette was 67 and Jefferson was 81, spending only one day in Quincy, Massachusetts. Upon his arrival, Lafayette hurried south to see Jefferson. On the November morning that Lafayette's carriage arrived at Monticello, a crowd had assembled to witness the meeting. John Randolph, who helped with the celebration, described how his grandfather walked down his terrace as Lafayette descended from the carriage. Jefferson, he said, got into a shuffling quickened gait until they threw themselves with tears into each other's arms. In working with divorced people, I often wish that they could take a lesson from people like Gail Sayers, Thomas Jefferson, and Jesus, who dared to declare their love. Many a single woman thinks she must play it cool on dates or risk driving men away. Although she may be attracted to him, she keeps her feelings to herself. But such aloofness actually defeats her purpose. There is nothing that will turn a man on more than knowing that a woman really cares for him. It is sad when two people come together 
and like what they see in each other. Yet, because both are shy, they do not declare their affection, and so the relationship sputters and dies. The tragedy is that the love goes unrequited simply because it is undeclared. Thank you.